The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm Gene, here's Tim Swartz, and our guest today is Earl Gray Anderson. And his main position, as far as we're concerned, is MUFON State Director for Southern California, including Hollywood. You know, where they have that strike that maybe will be ended by the time that the show is heard. He's an executive member of MUFON's Experiencer Resource Team, which I presume includes dealing with people who are abducted by UFOs. And he tells me now that you have investigated, Earl, how many cases so far? Well, right now I'm on, I'm currently investigating my 1,002nd UFO case for MUFON. That doesn't include the cases, you know, there's there's a few cases I've done privately, and we didn't really keep track of the uh, experiencer cases for a long time. It was sort of, in the ERT, we work more as kind of, oh, almost like civil servants, you know, to people that have had alien contact, because there really wasn't anything out there for, to support people. You know, whether people have a good experience or a bad experience, it still pulls the rug out from under you. Uh, people wind up with ontological shock, and there was really nowhere to send people. MUFON was really a lot about data gathering as far as the UFO phenomenon goes. But uh, Kathleen Martin, who's the niece of Betty and Barney Hill. A friend of ours also. She's my mentor, and she lets me call her that. So I, I, I was able to get a hold of her, and you know, I knew about MUFON's ERT, the Experiencer Resource Team. I met her for lunch just really to talk about, you know, I had a, a weird face-to-face contact with our visitors. Uh, it was eight years and some pocket change ago. MUFON at that time was kind of, kind of more nuts and bolts UFO, you know, ufology. So when I went to her, it was really cathartic, and I found just a lot of relief, honestly, because uh, it confused me. As a UFO investigator, I think my state director, it was the last thing he wanted to hear was was that, you know, Earl met aliens, you know, it's like, oh, God. And he's, you know, I think, you know, he's kind of eye-rolling and stuff. And, and, and for me, you know, it, it was this life-changing catalyst, and who do you talk to about that? After speaking with Kathleen, I, I just felt like this weight lifted off of my shoulders just in speaking with somebody who was a non-judgmental listener. And I asked her after about an hour talk, you know, I just I thanked her and I said, you know, 
maybe I might want to join the ERT. How does one go about that? You know, can I get interviewed? Or she said, well, Earl, what do you think we've been doing for the last hour? Welcome to the ERT. She shakes my hand and boom, there I was. I was uh, an ERT member. And I, I kind of took to it like a fish to water. It uh, seems to be my forte. I know that for some people, the, the UFO phenomena is sort of aliens doing air shows, right? But there's a personal element to it. And that's kind of what the ERT uh, takes care of. It helps people that have gone through face-to-face uh, ET contact. And uh, again, you know, whether it's seemingly a malign contact episode or, or a benevolent one, people still wind up with something sort of like PTSD. Uh, Dr. John Mack called it ontological shock. And anyhow, I've been working with the ERT now for about uh, six years, maybe six and a half years. And uh, I, I really love, I, I love my work with the ERT. I love all my work with MUFON, and, and I just love the phenomenon uh, itself, you know. But anyway, that's me. <laughs> okay, now, let me ask you first, before we go on, if you want to mention, do you have a day job? Um, I worked as a nurse for 40 years. I, uh, I, was, I, I wound up, like most nurses <laughs> that are hands-on do, with, with pretty bad back problems. And my, uh, my physician retired me two years ago. And uh, at the time, it was kind of, oh, no, you know. Now it's like, well, thank God, because I, I don't know, I, I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing right now. I certainly couldn't be doing it. If I if I had another job other than ufology, full time job for me now. It can certainly take a lot of time, indeed. Now, just to go into a couple of things here about your background, when did you first become interested in UFOs? When you had an experience? Um, no, uh, we can go right into my origin story. It sounds like you want me to. Um, I'm sort of a second-generation UFO person. My mom, when I was five years old, uh, I was getting ready to go to kindergarten, like usual, and at the breakfast table. And my mom started talking to me like I was an adult, which was weird in itself. Um, she wasn't really talking down to me or, you know, baby-talking or anything like that. She, uh, she, now, we all knew that my mom was one of Howard Hughes' secretaries. Uh, this was just this. This was known. It was a fact, and my family knew that. Her best friends, uh, you, you know, she had met them over at Hughes Aircraft or from the the Rand Corporation, which during the fifties and uh, I think up until nineteen sixty one was a subsidiary of Hughes. Um, but uh, we were living in Venice, California. This is back in nineteen sixty three. Yeah, boomer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guilty as charged. Uh, and five years old, I always seem to have this propensity for ET, for, for outer space, for, you know, space travel. Uh, of course, I grew up in the days of the Mercury Project, Gemini and Apollo. That was uh, kind of a, my obsession as a child. But uh, I... You know, one of my earliest memories is climbing up on the swing set in the backyard, and, and we had monkey bars, and, and I'd be up there waving at the sky and singing. 
And my mom like was yelling out the kitchen window, who are you waving and singing to, Earl? And I said, I'm waving and singing to the space people, Mom. Uh, and I did that pretty often. You know, I'd go climb up the monkey bars, and I'd be up there singing and waving at the space people, apparently. So I think that my mom knew that there was something different about me, that there was some, some weird twist in there, that I knew that we weren't alone. Uh, just uh, just intu- intuitively, I guess. I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't believe in, in, uh, in the others or the visitors. And uh, so when I was five, my mom's, you know, we, we sat down at the breakfast table and she started talking about her job. She said, well, you know, son, you know, up until when you were born, I was working for Howard Hughes. But what people don't know about uh, is, is that I had a very strange job. And she told me this story where she said that they took her out to the great American desert. Those were her words. I, I remember it. Thankfully, I have a very good memory. I don't know why, but I do. Kind of photographic. And she said, uh, they took me out to the great American desert, and it was just me in a little security detail. She said that uh, there was this shack, and it didn't look like much. She said it was just this concrete bunker. And she wondered why they took her out to the middle of the desert to look at a tractor or tools. or that, That's what it looked like. It looked like a big tool shed or something. Um, but it was all locked up. She said that they unlocked this thing and that at the back of this shack was an elevator. And uh, she got into the elevator. At this point, she figured, oh, it must be some, you know, like a little underground facility. She figured it was maybe, you know, a floor or two down. Um, she said that the elevator doors closed, that it was an Otis elevator like you'd find in a skyscraper. But this just went down. We will yeah. continue with the downward elevator. Almost <laughs> sounds like what Richard Schaefer would talk about with the Dero elevators. I don't know if you know what they are, or you would even want to learn. Let's, let's hear about that. <laughs> I will. I will tell that story very quickly before we get back to your elevator story. We have Earl, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Earl Gray Anderson joins us. He works with MUFON. He's one of their experiencer investigators and an experiencer. And we're going back to his introduction to UFO field. And he's mentioning his mom who worked for Howard Hughes, which is, must be a story in itself. And she's taking this trip where she enters an Otis elevator going down. Now, mm. the reason we mentioned that is the old Richard Shaver story about getting to the caverns where you would press the basement button twice to go down below the basement. Hmm. That's the legend. I don't know how true that was. I knew Shaver. I don't know how true that was. Do you know who Richard Shaver was, Earl? I've heard the name. I, I, I don't know him personally. 
Well, that would be difficult because he died in 1975 or thereabouts. But mm. of course, you never know. This is a strange world out there. So, and this is the power cast. So strange things can happen. But seriously, he's a fellow who claimed that he was in touch with entities or beings who lived below the surface of the earth in caverns. And they were called Deros and Tiros, the Deros being the bad guys, Tiros being the good guys. So that's the story of Shaver. But I want to get back to your story. So, Earl, with that segue, which is probably meaningless unless you find one of those elevators, although I used kind of that idea for a sci-fi novel that my son and I wrote, but let's get back to your story. Your mom enters this elevator Instead of going up like a proper Otis elevator should do, it goes down. Tell me more. Well, she said that when she got into the elevator, that she thought it might go down a floor or two, and she said it just kept going down, and she felt scared. She felt vertigo. The, wor- the word she used was that she felt butterflies in her stomach, that, that, that it went really fast and it went down below the desert. She mentioned it went a mile down and she said that the doors opened up and it was her and these two security guys and that when the doors opened up there was a little city under the desert now this was back in the early 1950s like 1952-53 i didn't get the exact date from her because the only time she told the full story i was five years old but uh, she said that they would get around in little golf carts and it was a city under the desert that there were rocket scientists, and she mentioned Werner von Braun at, at a different, on a different occasion. You know, I, I would kind of pick stuff up from her over the years. Uh, Disney, she, we would be watching The Wonderful World of Disney, or Wonderful World of Color, it was called back then, because it was color TV, you know, and that was something new back in the early 60s. But Werner von Braun would come on and she would go, that's my friend Werner. He's a charming man, you know, and she talked about him sometimes. And she said that that she he used to call her Betty Grace, which was her first and middle name. Betty Grace, like one one word, one name. So I guess that they were friends, obviously, if he had a pet name for her. But anyhow, she said that uh, it was a city under the desert that people stayed there long periods of time. She said that they had uh, a couple cafes down there. Uh, they had a movie theater and a bowling alley. She mentioned that that one cafe had little yellow umbrellas over the tables. And she laughed about that. And she the, she sort of told a joke. She said, you know, she couldn't understand that. You don't need an umbrella in a cave. But anyhow, she, she mentioned this. And then she kind of framed the story for me by saying, oh, and by the way, son, Alien life, uh, intelligence in the universe is a real thing. It's not hypothetical. I don't think she used the word hypothetical. But she said that it was a real thing that uh, we already know this. And UFOs are real. And that was, and now it's time to go to school. (laughs) I went to kindergarten. I did my normal day there, you know, in Venice, California. I think it was called Madrona Grammar School. And, uh, you know, little kids, they have a large, uh, a wide theater within themselves for, for magic realism, you know. And, and, and so it really didn't shock me. It was just my mom talking about her old job. And I, I didn't know that it was anything really out of the ordinary. 
that's just you know a five-year-old's purview of of, of the universe and, and civilization I, I i didn't know and she didn't bring it up again but things would come up every now and then um but that's really that was the spark and and what really you know amplified my interest in the, in the phenomena it was when i was just five years old um years went by uh mom wouldn't really she that was the only time that she purposefully talked about it and put a name to things flash forward here to fourth grade living in thousand oaks california um we on fridays we would have uh show and tell and and they had a special one it was like talk about what 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 does your father do or what do your parents do you know and uh, I talked about my dad's landscaping business, and kids were sort of yawning. And and so then, you know, I'm at the end of talking about my dad, and I said, but let me tell you about my mother. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I guess that's where, I don't know, a lot of different troubles began. Uh, I told my class just what I told you, pretty much the same story, you know, except in a, a 10-year-old's language. And uh, the other kids started teasing me, and they, they would do uh, the little, like, bunny ears behind my head, but, like, my favorite Martian antennae, you know. And I think that the teacher felt like I was being teased, and that uh, and, and she just wanted to know what was going on there. So she scheduled a parent-teacher conference with my mom, and I'll never forget this. It's just like I'll never forget sitting in our little kitchen, you know, yellow, bright, cheery kitchen, and hearing that story about what she did. Um, she, she went and had her conference with my teacher, and she was driving me home from that. And she was very quiet, which was unlike her. Normally, she would have said, if, if uh, you know, I'd, I'd done well in school, I would have heard about that. If I did bad in something, I would have heard about that. Just very quiet. And then my mom started talking, and she said, son, she said, first, before I say anything, I want you to know I'm not angry at you because you had no idea that you did anything that was wrong. I never told you not to tell anybody about what I used to do and about, you know, my old job and, and, and UFOs. She said, but people don't know about that. And she said, and then she clammed up again, and then she looks over at me. She's trying to drive, you know. She looks back at me, and she says, my God, you were just a baby. How did you remember that? And uh, she, at that point, she said, son, you can't ever talk about that again, because people don't know about little cities under the desert. People don't know about UFOs and aliens. She said, um, your mom actually signed stuff. To where I, you know, she said, I could get into trouble if you tell the story again. And then she said, I could go to prison. That's how serious this is. You can never talk about it again. Before we said, talk about anything else again, let's get back with Earl, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
This is an urgent warning. America is heading for another major financial disaster at an alarming rate. We could see stock prices fall as much as 50%, but this time the crash could be more violent and come faster than you ever imagined. We are Advantage Gold, America's most trusted precious metals company, and we are here to sound the alarm that winter is coming for investors. And now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and request our free gold and silver survival kit today. Mention that you heard us on the radio and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver coins. The number is 800-900-8000. Call now to get your free survival kit and see if you qualify for $1,000 in free silver today. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. USA News Update. President Biden and the First Lady offered their condolences to the victims of the recent mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine this week. During their visit, they met with first responders, health care providers, and the affected families. The shooting at a bowling alley and restaurant resulted in the loss of 18 lives and injuries to 13 others. The Israel-Hamas conflict has entered its 29th day, and Secretary of State Antony Blinken, during his visit to Israel, called for a temporary ceasefire to secure the release of hostages. The death toll in the conflict has surpassed 10,000 people. Additionally, there are plans to allow for more foreigners and injured civilians to leave Gaza by crossing the border into Egypt. Americans are preparing for the end of daylight saving time this weekend. On Sunday, clocks in most states across the U.S. will be set back one hour. While not everyone is pleased with this change, efforts to eliminate the time change through legislation in Congress have yet to make any progress. Skip Kelly, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com gcnfood.com Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the 
government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So your mom, maybe she shouldn't have ever told you when you were five years old about any of this, because obviously it had ramifications. Or as you say, maybe she figured you wouldn't remember anyway. That's what she thought. I mean, that's what she told me. She said that she never would have told me, except she thought that I was so young that I'd never remember. And, and that, you know, I guess that she thought that she found a loophole around her NDAs that she had signed. But it was no loophole because I, I told her story, you know, every little detail to a class of other 10-year-olds and, and an adult teacher. And so we got home and I... That was all she said, you know. I mean, I don't know how much my even my my father knew about my mom's work. He, he was a religious man. I don't think that he he didn't really want to know. I think that he felt like ETs were not in his pantheon, you know. So, uh, so that was sort of all that she spoke. But um, maybe a, I don't know if it was if this happened before or after to tell you the truth i, I think that the the look magazine came out around 1966 so it might have actually predated when we had the talk but i heard my mom arguing with my aunt my aunt mary my cousins were visiting we were playing lost in space appropriately in the backyard you know and and we heard sort of an argument going on so we snuck up to the to the screen door and and we were listening to what was going on and my aunt brought over look magazine that had a story about the betty and barney hill case and my aunt was asking my mom if my mom thought that was true or if it was made up and my mom said i think that from what i know this sounds like this actually might have happened mary it could have actually happened and she's kind of <laughs> laughing and, and, and sort of angry, too, my aunt was. You know, she said, well, how can that be? This is like bad science fiction. And my mom agreed and said, yes, but from what I know, this could have actually possibly happened. And I remember feeling the willies for the first time in my life. I kind of, you know, it seemed like the world just kind of came crashing down on me. Because my idea of alien life was the great gazoo from the Flintstones, you know? You know, I remember that 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 my aunt read a part of the Look magazine article and it said that they had stuck a needle in Betty Hill's navel, and I had to ask my older cousin, "What's a navel? What's a navel?" And he said, "Shh, shh, it's belly button." You know, shh, you know, we don't, we didn't want mom to know we were listening in. So, uh, you know, I I knew about this, and and it was always kind of this this 
weird question mark that followed me around all my life. I I went on to, I was actually going to become a minister at one point. I was taking pre-seminary classes and teaching. Uh, I was a youth pastor at a, at a church uh, when I was a teenager. After being a rowdy teenager, I, I repented. I turned to Jesus, right? And I wasn't thinking about ETs anymore. I guess sort of like my dad, my pantheon didn't really include those guys. Well, I took my mom to see the movie Star Wars. She'd had a clean cancer screening. My mom, that, that's another thing. And I found out that a lot of the people that worked in the military, in, in the dumbs, is what they call them, deep underground military bases. Uh, I've talked with Richard Souter about this. He's written a few books on the subject. And he said a lot of the people that worked in the early dumbs came down with all kinds of cancers, like they were irradiated somehow. Uh, I don't know if that's because, I mean, I'm sure they weren't on the grid. You, you have to operate a little city on something. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it was on the grid. So maybe they had a nuclear pile down there. Or, I don't know. But she had a cancer screening that was it came up clear. And so we were going to celebrate and we went to see Star Wars. Brand new movie. Just come out two days before. And uh, it was before they had lines around the building. You know, people didn't really know about the film yet. Well, you see, that's the difference. When my wife and I went to see Star Wars, we had to wait around the building. And she caught chicken pox from somebody there. It was not much fun, but we liked the film. Anyway, tell us more. (laughs) Well, the curtains closed. and, And... I think there might have been a few other people in the theater, but there weren't that many people in there. And my mom started talking again. At this point, I'm 19 years old. uh, And uh, she's telling me stuff that I really didn't want to hear. I mean, if I could have stuck my fingers in my ears and gone, la, 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 I would would have done that because it was an an uncomfortable bit of knowledge at that point. I mean, you know, I still consider myself a, a spiritual person, a Christian, actually. Uh, but I've, you know, it's it's been easy for me to expand my pantheon to include other life forms and, and, and uh, no problem at all. Uh, why would God just create humanity? Yeah, it's, uh, like the movie Contact, uh, Ellie, the character in, in, in that film said that would be a terrible waste of space. And I agree, you know. I don't think that we're the crown of creation by a long shot. But she's telling me details now. She was saying, son, you have no idea how close to the truth that movie is. The different beings, the different spacecraft, all of that. She said, that's really true, and it's really like that out there. Um, But she emphasized, she said, son, they will never, ever tell the public this. Not in a million years. And at that point, I was old enough to ask her stuff and, and come up with good questions. And I asked her, I said, well, why wouldn't they tell everybody? I mean, that's kind of the most, one of the most important questions. If, if, if the answer is out there, why would they withhold that? And she told me, she said, they're afraid of how people will react, that they'll react badly. Uh, she she mentioned the War of the Worlds radio broadcast and how people were sheltering in place and, and, and uh, emptying bank accounts. And I think a couple people might have jumped out of windows, for God's sakes. And uh, so she did mention that, and, and she just was very emphatic that uh, she said it will, it's realer than you will ever know. 
And that stuck with me, realer than you will ever know, because I felt like, well, how dare they? <laughs> you know? I mean, we have we we have a need to know as just human beings that, that we're not alone out there. That's that's the important bit of knowledge. Um, so uh, after that, uh, you know, my mom she she wound up going back to work in the mid seventies. She she worked at, at an employment agency. Uh, which she ran, but uh, I noticed that it was mostly what she was doing was that she was uh, sort of getting all the rocket scientists out to the various aerospace companies. I mean, her contracts were people like Northrop, Raytheon, uh, um, you know, uh, Rockwell International, Rocketdyne, Aerojet, etc., um, so that was kind of interesting. And, and also my mom was a computer expert, and she never had a PC, never had a PC at home, never even bought a computer. She just somewhere or, somewhere or another, she learned uh, Locus and all the different computer languages that were out there. So I imagine that her, her original job was probably with computing. Um, since all this happened, since I've been a researcher myself, uh, I've talked with a couple of people that mentioned at White Sands, New Mexico, that there's an underground base that was devoted to just banks and banks of computers. And I sometimes wonder if maybe that was possibly the same facility my mom was working out of. Uh, it makes sense. I, I, I don't have any proof of that. Could have just as easily been Area 51, or it could have been the the Ant Hill in Tehachapi. I know there's like a 20 level uh, underground facility that's supposedly secret out there, but everybody knows about it. They call it Tehon Ranch. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I, she never did tell me where she worked. She didn't tell me how she knew that there was such a thing as aliens or UFOs. I kind of you know she just told me that, that that there were, you know, that she knew through her work. So, long answer to your short question. That's how I became a UFO investigator. Okay, so it was your mom's fault that you are what you are in the UFO field. We've got Earl, Gene, and Tim. You're in. <laughs> the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Compliment your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. 
We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain. Until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You see, we can always blame our parents for our foibles. I blame my brother for being involved in the UFO field. Not that he was an experiencer. I'm not even aware that he had any real interest in the subject. But one day when I was 11 years old, this is many thousands of years ago, I visited his home. He had an apartment in Brooklyn, New York, not far from where we lived. And we'd walk there, my mom and I. And we came to his apartment one day, waiting for him to come home from work. And my mother talked to his wife. And I sat 
On the couch, on a coffee table, was a copy of Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Donald Kehoe. Ooh. It got me hooked. I read a bit of the book, noticed it was a library book, so I asked my brother's wife, Rose, can I borrow this book for a while? And she said, yes, you can. Just return to the library. And I said, fine. But I thought to myself, why would the book be there anyway? And not then, but years later, had it been read by my brother? Did he get it just for my benefit because he knew I was into sci-fi and space programs on TV? Why? He never evinced any other interest, but that book changed my life. That's my introduction. So you blame your mom. I blame my brother for what happened. <laughs> Blame is a is a harsh word. I mean, I, I I love ufology. I love UFOs, and it's my passion and my obsession. It's my joy. So I don't know if my mom would be horrified or thrilled that I'm out t- telling her secrets now. I mean, she spent a lifetime, you know, not telling people. I mean, it got to the point where you know I would I started asking pointed questions after Star Wars. You know, you know what were you doing under the desert? What you know what were you guys working on? I mean, did you actually meet aliens? She would do like the little Spock raised eyebrow, you know, perfectly, you know, just a blank expression, the raised eyebrow, she'd turn around and walk out of the room. She wouldn't even say, I can't talk about it. Later on, she would say, I can't talk about it. Uh, One time I, I, I asked her more and and she uh she said all right i'll tell you one more thing about the little city under the desert you were there and (laughs) i think i was maybe 21 years old when she said that and you know it's like well what do you mean i was there i wasn't born yet and she said oh i was pregnant with you and i worked up until you you were born so technically you were you were down there you were you were in the underground city uh, that's some weird stuff I, I wound up. You know, I mean, all this stuff, it, it was just like this. It just seemed heavier and heavier the older I got. And the, and the question mark, it was just like 50-foot tall question mark, you know. When she passed away, there was no golden ticket that was going to be coming to me again. You know, the, there was nobody to ask of uh, these questions of. And that's when I heard about MUFON. I, I became sort of the easy chair ufologist, reading everything that I could get my hands on. Kehoe, you know, Heineck, which is funny. You know, I mean, Paul Heineck is, is like one of my very closest buddies at this point. But his father's book was was uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, the scientific study of UFOs, you know, and that's that's what I do. That's that's Buffon's creed. It's a scientific study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity. So uh, I kept hearing and reading about Buffon, and I finally decided to join. And joining them wasn't enough for me, so I became a field investigator. I took the test. Uh, I passed it with flying colors. And uh, the next thing you knew, you know, I was I was getting cases of my own. And uh, I, I love it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely a, a UFO obsessive. <laughs> It has to be uh, gratifying for you, though, 
growing up hearing these stories from your mom and and I know at you know at that point the whole concept of underground uh, military bases dumps uh, possibly with the exception of the one that's uh, out in I think it's it's Colorado that don't uh, say yeah well uh, I'm think I'm thinking about the the great big one that uh, is uh, built right inside of a mountain and it's been Featured in a number of movies, but anyway, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm digressing here. But now, thanks to people like Richard Sauter and others, we have a lot more you know knowledge about these facilities. And here you were hearing about it years before that, and it just probably helps confirm to you that your mom just wasn't telling you a bunch of tall tales. Nobody knew about this stuff. Back yeah. Then. This is 1963. It's before the Beatles hit, you know? <laughs> well, very shortly before the Beatles hit. And we're yes. coming, by the way, this show on the weekend where they release what is supposed to be the final Beatles recording now and then. It's out it's now. U- yes, it is. And it's used AI technology, machine learning, to recover John Lennon's voice from a very flawed cassette so it had john lennon's voice a piano some tv in the background and a 60 hertz hum which i heard the recording and they used this technology to separate his voice from all that so it it would be on a separate channel so they could build a whole song around it anyway let's continue (laughs) <laughs> we can talk about the Beatles. That's my other obsession. It's a beautiful song. If any, if anybody out there in, in Radioland hasn't heard it yet, uh, it's on all the streaming services, and you can find it on YouTube now. They did a beautiful job, and thank you, Peter Jackson, for your AI uh, technology. And God, I wonder if we got that from Roswell or something. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know how how technology kind of took an uptick and an up turn you know i i i I mean philip corso uh some of the stuff that he says is pretty wild but i I don't know i mean from the things my mom said that kind of uh, aligns with the stuff that he talked about i have my severe problems with him unfortunately he's not around to talk about it now i don't know whether it's because bill burns did a lot of changing of the text of the day after roswell but the problem I have, he, oh, of course he did. Of course, Bill Burns is someone we've known on the Paracast for a number of years, not recently. Very, very nice person. I like Bill. You know, uh-huh. I've been on a panel with him before, but he he, he did take some liberties, apparently. Uh, from what I heard from Paula Harris, actually, she said that um, Corso said that you can throw out the first two chapters of the day after Roswell, and then the rest of the book is pretty close to reality. But the first two chapters are probably the most interesting, and and, uh, I guess that Bill Burns took some liberties there. I have problems with the stories that he allegedly was the bag man to deliver Roswell technology to private industry because If he was, what inventions he mentioned have well-defined historical patterns of their inventions? The technology was not something that had to come from E.T. or some outside source. So if he really did what he claimed to have done, that wasn't what he used to do it with. Mm. 
I wonder if maybe, you know, we were already interested in, in, in that stuff. We were heading that direction, and maybe it just kind of gave us a little foot up, you know, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I Again, I, 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 I never got to meet Phil Corso. Paola did. Uh, you know, she she felt that he was that he was a good uh, a good source, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't speak truth to power here because I never met the man myself. So I, I hate to interrupt, but I'm trying to move this along. Okay, I did meet Paula Harris a few times. We had her on the Paracast once, and by the time we were at the tail end of the show, we were about to hang up on each other. Because she's, we talked to her about a couple of things, and she was telling us what kind of reporter she was about UFO lore. And she had once said that the uh, the one arm man case. Oh, you know what I'm talking Phil about. Schneid- yeah, huh? I know you. Schneider, I, you're talking about. No, yeah. not Schneider. No, no. Oh. The Swiss one or one or man. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We won't mention names. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's right. very questionable. Very yeah. questionable. And we actually had an we have a an interview that our our one of our announcers our our staff announcer did where he interviewed Billy Meyer. We'll get to that in a moment because we've got a lot, so much more to talk <laughs> about with Earl Gray. Yeah, but we'll get into that in a moment here. We've got Tim Earl and Gene. You're in the Pedicast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's obvious the unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. 
My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Bob Zanotti is our staff announcer, so you hear his dulcet tones introducing and closing the show. And he comes on as an occasional guest. He's somebody I've known for a couple of hundred years now, I think. We first got together in the 60s when he was doing a college radio broadcast that covered the paranormal, and I was one of the people who'd go on it. Reason I got into radio. But he interviewed Billy Meyer years ago and helped him with his English. Didn't make an opinion on Meyer's case because we all think it's a big fake. But if you want to hear him, if you're a member of the Paracast Plus, you can actually hear this interview. That might be worth listening to. Okay. Billy unfriended me on Facebook, so I guess he doesn't like my position in ufology and, and my views. He literally unfriended me. I don't know what upset him, but something did. We would never even think of friending him ago. because we had Michael Horn, his American agent, come on the show a couple of times. And that was a job and a half because you had to spend so many hours debunking all that nonsense. Anyway, back to Paula Harris. <laughs> let's get let's get back to Paula Harris. So Paula Harris comes in the Paracast the one and only time. And she apparently had said that Billy Meyer is a real deal. And we challenged her on that. And the conversation didn't end well. Okay, so that's I have problems with Paula that way. And then, of course, we have the book she did with Jacques Vallée, the Trinity book. And we did an interview with Jacques a year or two back. I think Kurt Collins was the co-host of that, right, Tim? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and that book has problems. And I don't know whether it's because of Ms. Harris's contribution to the book or Jacques got moved in the wrong direction but so much for paula harris you know jock is usually i mean jock is a hero for yes, me he, i mean he's usually wonderful you know but yeah i've heard i've heard, I've heard a, a lot of my colleagues have have had problems with trinity i have not read it myself yet i have a copy sitting here a signed copy yet but i have not had a chance to read it yet what so, bothers me here is that there have been some very pointed, detailed criticisms of the book and the theories that are presented within it. But Jacques only has done some half-hearted efforts at defense. And when we wrote Paula, and frankly, we had been reasonably cordial towards one another after that episode on the Paracast, I asked her, can possibly you and or Jacques come on the show to talk further about it after our initial appearance and she said no because Mm. the nature of the discussions have become too contentious shall we say she wouldn't Mm. do it and they weren't going to be doing any rebuttals or anything or any appearances Mm. so we had Jacques on that one time for half a show and that's as far as we went but I really worry about that and I worry more about Paula than Jacques 
We've interviewed him on the PowerCast before. I first met him back in the 1960s. Shows you how old I am. Cool. And, you know, we've accepted a lot of the work he's done as being first-rate, very innovative. He's also a computer pioneer, as we know, you know, in the yes. early days of the Internet. So He kind of helped invent the Internet. Uh, the old, uh, the military uh, ARPANET was, was his baby, or he was definitely had his hands all over that, you know. So every so. time we communicate online, if we have a problem, it's Jock's fault. <laughs> we can blame Jock. We blame okay, our moms or Jock. One or the other, right? You know. I'm not going to blame my mom. She did the best she could. I mean, she wasn't a good cook, but she made great mashed potatoes. Ooh. Okay. Which is pretty good by itself, you know. And my father was a, was a character. In a sense... I thought of him when I looked at the character Jackie Gleason played on TV, The Honeymooners. He played a bus driver. Mm. Okay, kind of a, you know, heavy set guy. Sure. And my father was a heavy set guy. He got less heavy set as he got older. He learned to control his weight. And he was a bus driver before he finally, because it was affecting his kidneys the way the buses shake, especially mm. on New York streets. He finally took a couple of civil service tests and became a supervisor. So I blame my father and I blame my mother for being pretty decent people. But <laughs> my brother Wally, unfortunately, got me involved in UFO game. Yeah, see, he's the one that you can blame, and so it's for you, it's your brother and Jock, and for me, it's my mom and Jock, and I love, I love my mom so much. I mean, I got her photo sitting here in front of my computer, for God's sakes, you know. I mean, I have my wife's photo too, but you know, she she definitely was an important person to me. I, I love my mom very, very much. I'm proud of my mom. And uh, at Jacques Vallée, I, I, you know, I mean, the sun kind of rises and sets with Jacques with me. You know, I, I love the way he looks at the phenomena. I love the way that, you know, he's open to other things other than the, you know, the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Uh, you know, I tend to lean more towards the, the interdimensional uh, origin. Although I think that's kind of a buffet. I think that we're getting a bunch of stuff. You know, I mean, some of it may be us from the future, which is a valet uh, hypothesis. So love Jock. I don't know about Trinity. I, I know Paula. She is a friend. I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but uh, I, I have heard uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of angry <laughs> voices raised about that book and that uh, due diligence wasn't taken as far as vetting some of the, uh, the witnesses, I guess was the big problem. That's, that's unfortunate. Problem. Yeah. Yes, it is because you're dealing also with a, a case that's very old. So the people who witnessed it originally are no longer around unless they are hundreds of years old or something. So it is very difficult. It's like Roswell with the Roswell case. Everybody's gone. You've got to depend on the memories and written items from the alleged witnesses. You have a bunch of people who claim to be involved who were not, and that's things that Kevin Randall and Don Schmidt and all the other investigators sure. have discovered. You also have the problem there where the first indications that something happened were occurred 30 years later after the fact. 
And so people had to go through this generation and a half experience and then remember what happened then with all the cultural influences. And I don't think we'll ever get a real story about Roswell unless there is a genuine spaceship somewhere, Area 51, wherever it is, you know, like the movie What's Independence up? Day. You know, like the movie I'm- Independence Day, that's where it is. But whatever <laughs> it is, I don't think we'll ever find it. And it's almost the same thing in terms of what your mom told you. But the other thing I wanted to get into, because we're just getting into nearly half the show. Boy, time flies when you're having fun, I'll tell you. Where <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Earl, experiencer, what kind of experiences have you had? Ooh, well, that's that's the second half, <laughs> probably. I never had an experience until I actually became a field investigator. I, I don't know if that flipped a switch of some sort. Um, maybe it was just sitting there waiting for me. Uh, I don't know. But uh, after I became a, a MUFON field investigator, and I'll, I'll tell you, I was very nuts and bolts about the phenomenon. I mean, that was the way that I was taught, the way I was mentored. Uh, and again, MUFON's creed, uh, the scientific study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity, which is a good creed. I mean, it's my personal creed, too. But, uh, you know, you want to be as scientific as possible about stuff. But uh, I, I did have an experience shortly after I became a field investigator. I didn't expect it to happen. Um, and... Uh, we can go into that if you want. I I, uh, <laughs> I always wind up talking about, I go on these shows, you know, and I tell my origin story, and then we talk about my contact story. And I have a 1,002 cases that I've closed, and some of them are much better than my own story. We'll do a pause that refreshes here for a moment, and then we'll get into your experience, and then we'll go on with other stuff. Earl Gray, Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, you're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's obvious the unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. 
My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Earl Grey, when I think of your name, one of the people in our forum said, ah, he's involved with tea. <laughs> I've never heard that joke before. (laughs) And after this, you will never want to hear it again. I I promise you. Oh, Gray Anderson, tell us what happened to you. Oh, goodness. Um, Well, you could watch my two ancient aliens episodes that I had to talk to my wife. It's like, do you mind if I share about our weird week? It's like, oh, God. And I mean, yeah, I'm not, you know, alone in this, you know, my wife was involved, too. And she's not like, I mean, she knows UFOs are real. She knows that contact is real because she experienced it as well. But that's that's my deal. You know, Um, she's still out there, you know, 
She she works at Warner Brothers in the royalties department, has for a long time. Uh, another musician in Los Angeles, like myself. That's how I met her. After talking it over, she decided that, you, you know, you, you might as well let the whole cat out of the bag go for it. And, and so I did. So when I became a field investigator, again, I was kind of nuts and bolts about it. But I heard about the CE5 thing where you could make contact. And I'd never seen a UFO. I'd never had any other than my mom's stories. I didn't have any proof that there was anything out there or down here or up there. So I did try the CE5 thing. I, I went into a meditative state. I used to do meditation when I was younger. It was easy to pick up again. I should do it more. <laughs> For about two weeks, I, I was just I would I would meditate until I felt like I was in that zone. You know, I could feel what they call the cord of life. You know, where you feel like there's this cord from the top of your head that's going way up into the universe, and that's sort of your sign that you're in this zone, raising your, elevating your your frequency, or however you want to put it. So I tried that, and what the message I sent out was kind of naive and stupid. I said, I want to meet you. I want to see a UFO, but that's not good enough. I want to actually meet whoever is piloting these things. I want contact. If you want to abduct me, that's fine. You can have my DNA if that's the price of a ticket. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, when I was a little, you know, four-year-old, I was outside waving and singing to the space people. Well, here I am, you know, old man, boomer, you know, hit age 65 this year, and, and I'm doing the same thing, waving and singing to the space people. And I'm telling them, you know, I want to meet you. Go ahead, and, and, and you can have my DNA if you want it. Uh, just none of that probing stuff, okay? You know. <laughs> Speaking of being a baby boomer. You're basically saying to E.T., if you want it, here it is, come and get it. Oh, Badfinger song. You're a, you are a Beatles fan. <laughs> but you better hurry because it may not last. Well, it's a Paul they McCartney song. And, Beautiful song. But the story of Badfinger itself, we can talk about another oh, time. That was so sad. Depressing. Oh. I'm friends with Tony Kay, who wound up producing and actually playing with him for a bit. He was from the band Yes, originally. And, and uh -huh. yeah, it's a very sad story, Badfinger. They, they were treated badly by, by their management. But, but anyway, we're getting off into the so, I, you know, I tried this for a couple of weeks, a CE5 thing, right? And I really didn't expect it to work. In, in the back of my mind, I was hoping to be, you know, the Tall Whites or Valiant Thor, you know, some humanoid that was going to take me on a tour of the universe and give me the answer of life, right? Old hippie type here. And uh, so I, I, it was about midnight, and I finished up a case, for MUFON, it was pretty silly. It was just, you know, somebody saw a Mylar party balloon and thought it was a UFO. And it's like, I was feeling my oats at this point. It was, you know, I was maybe 20, 30 cases in for MUFON. And uh, so I closed up my tablet and I, I was going upstairs feeling my oats. You know, yeah, as a balloon, you know, we'll show the guy where he can buy one exactly like it at Amazon and I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, very sweet. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, if I tell somebody they saw a balloon, I'm really sweet about it. And I tell them, you know, keep on looking. California is a hot spot. You know, this this time it was not a UFO, but maybe next time it will be. 
I go upstairs. My wife was already asleep. We lived in Burbank, California, on the Chandler Bank uh, bike path. If anybody is familiar with the Burbank area, it's certainly not rural. Uh, it's the city. It's it's actually what Hollywood used to be is what Burbank is now. Very peopled. Um, you can't really fly a spaceship there and not be seen. So uh, I went upstairs to our little loft bedroom, and, and my wife was asleep. You know, she was turned over on her side, and I, I put a bunch of pillows behind my back. And I was just kind of shuffling the pillows there, and I laid back. I was fully awake. Uh, and uh, our room started filling with this blue light. Uh, it was very calming. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm a scientifically minded person. Uh, I always am, am the person who's trying to look for the prosaic explanation for anything. You know, it's, I grew up reading Carl Sagan like a lot of people did you know extraordinary claims you know you you they require extraordinary evidence uh, so i really didn't have a propensity for the experience or phenomena to just happen but uh, lo and behold it did it happened for me and i felt uh, we had a cricket problem in our rafters it was an old old uh, house uh, usually it had the cricket concerto going on, and it was very, very quiet, uh, unnaturally quiet. Um, it was almost like somebody had taken cotton balls and covered our house in them. You couldn't hear traffic sounds. You couldn't hear any external noise. And, and Burbank, you know, even at midnight, you're going to hear stuff. You're going to hear a police siren. You're going to hear something. But I wasn't even questioning it. This is a scientifically-minded guy. And I'm not questioning how everything became quiet, how the room is becoming bright with this light. Um, but I'm just kind of leaning back on the pillows in a semi-recumbent position. You know, I'd sort of like you get with your lazy boy, you know. I wasn't sitting straight up, but I was sort of halfway. I had hip problems, and, and you know, that was the most comfortable way to, to fall asleep for me. But I was awake. And I noticed this light that was where our TV set is. And it was this spinning light. It was going counterclockwise, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was going, uh, it was spinning around in the same direction, almost like a vortex or something. Uh, sometimes I think of it as like a little galaxy in our room, like somebody put a spiral galaxy and gave it a little spin, you know, a wheel of fortune time. Uh, but again, I'm not questioning it. Uh, I, the best I can put it is, is that I, I felt like I had gone into a hypnagogic state. Hey, before um, we go into any other states, you know, from California to, to Nevada or something. break. <laughs> Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I know Earl, you guys. With Earl, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA News Update. Anticipated holiday spending is poised to reach unprecedented heights this year. According to the National Retail Federation, holiday sales in November and December are projected to reach around $960 billion or higher. The NRF attributes this to the fact that most Americans' household finances remain in good shape, resulting in an expected growth rate of 3 to 4% over 2022. This holiday spending forecast aligns with pre-COVID-19 pandemic average annual increase of 3.6%. This weekend is leading to a dangerous time to drive. As daylight saving time ends this weekend, AAA urges motorists to exercise caution while traveling. Clocks will be set back one hour at 2 a.m. on Sunday in most states, leading to fewer daylight hours. AAA warns that drivers will encounter sun glare during their Monday morning commute. I'm John Schaefer. I'm Skip Kelly, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. 
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I should point out, Earl Gray Anderson, that Tim Swartz boasts, since we're dealing with Hollywood people here, 28 and a half voices. Well, that's quite good. And welcome to the Paracast. <laughs> I only have a couple. No, that one's great. We'll have to use that. I don't do any imitations, Bond, James Bond. I do no <laughs> imitations. I did it with, no, I want to do that one. I, do, I could do my Boris Karloff later on, but uh, I actually had one interaction online with Sarah Karloff. I think she's still alive. That's Boris Karloff's one and only daughter. Speaking of oh. which, isn't that nice? Anyway, let's continue with what's been happening with you. Well, I left you guys with a little galaxy spinning around in front of my bed. And I, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't that little at this point. It was maybe seven feet across. And yet I'm not questioning it. You know, I'm, I'm like the guy that took the astronomy classes in college, and, you know, I had the backyard telescope and all that. So, but for whatever reason, I wasn't questioning anything that was happening. I felt very calm and peaceful. And uh, I realized that I couldn't move my hands or my feet or anything. I could move my eyes. So, suddenly, I was rendered quadriplegic, and that's Maybe when I first started feeling like, uh-oh, you know, oh, no, I'm an old nurse, you know, 40 years retired. You know, I used to take care of ventilator-dependent, you know, quadriplegics. That was my forte, you know, when I had a day job. And here I am, I can't move. And I, you know, it's not like I broke my neck. I mean, there was no way to explain it. I was fully awake. It wasn't sleep paralysis. That happens when you wake up and your body still hasn't realized that it's awake. No, it's, you know, it was nothing to compare it to. It was as though somebody had taken creamer and poured it into the center of a cup of coffee. This spinning thing in our room opened up. Now it was this white light and there was no detail. I didn't see the inside of a spaceship. I didn't see a landscape. It was was really kind of abstract. It was just white light. And I could see these diminutive figures that were just, they were so far away that they just looked like black silhouettes coming towards me. They didn't walk. They were drawn towards me, almost like they were on ice skates and somebody was pulling them up. And the next thing I knew, I was not alone in our room. My wife was was still asleep, but I, I wasn't noticing her at this point. At this point, I was concerned. And they drew up to my bed and there were three on my left side one on my right side uh and they're the little four foot bald guys with the gray skin and the black eyes and i will tell you when you see their eyes there's no turning away from their eyes they're hypnotic you you can't get away from it it sort of became the the the, my total view was their eyes it's like the old saying, you know, beware if you look into the abyss, if it looks back. Well, this was looking back. They were all, you know, looking back at me. Uh, four sets of very large black eyes. I didn't see them blink. 
and they seemed to be working like a surgical team. There was no communication that you could hear, but they attached these tubes to my chest and I think possibly to my legs, although it was hard to see down that far. I couldn't move my head. And I felt like they were taking either blood or energy or both from me. Now, I've, I've spoken with somebody from the DOD since this happened, and I, I told this story. And uh, and I said, they didn't take my DNA. They took all this blood. And, I, <laughs> and the, the, the person told me, well, what do you think your blood is? That's pure DNA. That's the whole tamale. You know, it's, you know, if, if they had taken your semen or something, that, that's not the whole picture. They, they took blood, and that's your DNA. And that's what you offered them. So I guess that's what they took. I was horrified they were not communicating with me. I was scared that since they weren't communicating with me, that maybe they didn't have good intentions, that maybe I would be harmed or were left for dead. Um, uh, one thing I didn't mention, there was a taller figure that was standing in the periphery of this hole in our wall. And and he or she or it didn't move and and. And again, the light that was coming from this hole in our wall was so bright that you could really see any detail. But he was taller than the four little guys. And he just stood there. I'd read enough literature at that point that I knew that there was usually a tall being that would communicate with you and give you a peaceful, calming message. But I wasn't getting it. So I was scared. And at this point, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe they're demons, you know, and I start praying and in Jesus name, go away. You know, they're not going away. They're not listening. And that's not working, you know. And I was very afraid. Um, my experience, I think, you know, time becomes very weird and, and abstract and wonky when you're going through something like this. But I think it was about 10 to 15 minutes worth of time that it took them to do what they did. But after that, the tubes detached. They moved backwards on their own accord. It's not like they, you know, rolled them up or something. They, they just drew back into the hole in the wall. And uh, the beings, they, they went back from which they came. <laughs> they didn't turn around and, and ambulate around, you know. They didn't walk out. They didn't walk in. They were drawn away the same way that they were drawn towards me. Um, the, the hole in the wall started spinning in the opposite direction. It was like in reverse what I watched happen before they came in. Um, and, and the hole in the wall closed up. It was almost like if you turned an old school television uh, off and you'd see the screen go to a little dot in the middle and then disappear. That's what it was like. Uh, this spinning galaxy-like portal, if, 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 if I may call it that, I don't, I don't know what to call it. Wormhole, portal, Stargate, God knows what. But it closed up to a little tiny dot and disappeared. And our room was still, you know, our room was still lit with this blue light that had no source, which is impossible. You know, light is composed of, of particles or waves, wavicles, they call them, because they can't figure out why, why light is the way it is. It's uh, quantum physics is, is like voodoo and still is. The scientists can try their best to put, you know, scientific names to it, but they just don't understand it. Um, and this didn't make any sense. The light was like like the air itself 
was 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 lit up somehow. Um, the room got a little darker and a little darker, and I could start moving. And when I could finally move, I started yelling. And I woke up my wife. <laughs> I shook her, and I and it took a it, it took a lot of shaking to get her to come out of whatever semi coma that they put her into. Uh, but when she came to, you know, and I'm like talking inco- incoherently, I'm trying to explain to her, you know, aliens, you know, came and and her whole thing was it's like, oh, my God, you've joined this MUFON group. Is this what I have to look forward to in the future? You're going you had a mental breakdown or something. You know, she thought I'd lost my mind. Um, she wasn't having it, even though the room was still flooded with light. You know, she she wasn't having it. I, I get that. You know, if somebody had told me the story before it happened to me, I probably wouldn't have believed them. I would have thought they were making it up. But uh, that was all she wrote for two nights. Um, two nights later, uh, the shoe was on the other foot. My wife was who was shaking me awake. Um, she, it was like two, three in the morning. She's waking me up, shaking me again. There was this blue glow in our room and my wife is pacing alongside the bed. We'll have more. We're going to find out what your wife did next. (laughs) Other other than beat the tar out of you. Earl, Gene and Tim, you're in the Paracast. are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. 
know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks and on the weekends we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The fast question here, Earl, before we get on with your wife's encounter. Do you have children? I have three. They're grown up, all adults. My youngest daughter won the California... Historical Society Book of the Year uh, Award for her uh, book called Alice. You can find it on uh, on Amazon or you know your your favorite wherever you order your books from. It'll be there. My son and my and my eldest daughter is, is a nurse, charge nurse at a major hospital, and none of them they they're, they all love UFOs and ufology probably because I, I you know because of me. That, that, yes, anyway. And I have three grandkids, too. Okay, have to educate the third generation into ufology. Let's go on with the experience <laughs> by your wife. Okay, so this was two nights after my experience. We didn't talk about what happened to me, by the way. It was almost as though we'd come to an agreement. This isn't going to be mentioned. And I hear that a lot from people that are experiencers. Uh, they won't talk about it for years sometimes. And, and a lot of people will forget everything. And then something will jar their memory, and it all comes flooding back. That happened to a lot of people when they saw Whitley Strieber's uh, communion book. 
of her. You know, it's the first uh, depiction that, that really was out there in public of, of the little gray creatures with the black eyes. And a lot of people saw that and their memories would come flooding back all of a sudden. And there's a lot of accounts. I mean, I hear this story from a lot of people. I was in the grocery store and I was, I, it took everything within me not to scream and run away. So, but but my uh, my wife was pacing alongside of our bed, and our room was still. It had blue light. It wasn't like hurting our eyes. It was calming again. But she's pacing alongside the right side of the bed, and she's going, "Oh my God, Earl, you need to tell your little friends that they need to leave us the." I won't use the word because we're on the radio, right? Uh, alone. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you know? That was all my wife had to say about it. Was just, but you know, I never mentioned how tall they were, and she called them your little friends. So apparently, she met the same guys. Um, and then two nights after that happened. We both woke up. Our room was flooded with light again, but now it was also coming from outside of our house. We both got up. We went to the window. My wife was on the left-hand side. I was on the right. We pulled the Venetian blinds, and it was like God was shining a spotlight uh, right over our house. whole backyard was lit up like somebody was just... You know, it was like daytime. You could see the shadows of every little leaf. It was just like, just that distinct. And we're standing there, and I'm trying to look up through the window, but it was, whatever it was, was probably just directly over the roof. Neighbors' porch lights were turning on, so I believe other people saw this. And we're looking at this, and we, both my wife and myself, we received a telepathic message. And this is the only time that I've had, I mean, I've had other, what I think were supernatural messages in my life, and some saved my skin. But this one we both heard in our heads. It was distinct. It was like a voice without a voice. It said, don't worry, it's just the neighbor's porch light. And Lisa and I, our eyes meet, and we start laughing our butts off. And we said in unison, that's no porch light. <laughs> um, and that that's the extent of our weird week. Um, it, it, you know, whatever was shining the spotlight down on our house, it suddenly clicked off. It was perfectly dark again. Uh, you couldn't hear a helicopter rotor. That would be the first thing I would think, maybe a police helicopter. Or, but uh, no, it was perfectly silent. We were experiencing the Oz effect again, third night in one week, um, where time seemed weird. Uh, sounds were muffled to nothing. And uh, that changed my life. It changed the way that I look at the universe, the way, you know, when the phenomena becomes personal. Before then, it was it was safe. You know, it was outside of my own purview of experience. Um, after that, you know, it's like, God, you know, it knows about me, you know. Um, what what do you do? And that's, that's my, that's the only contact I've ever had as far as face-to-face -face stuff. And, and, and it was the weirdest thing, the weirdest way, we call it our weird week. That's, that's the only way we can describe it, you know. It's one of these situations, especially right there at the end, with the, uh, the bright light coming down, drawing attention when 
it seems obvious that whatever this phenomena is, it can be just as stealthy. Yet there it is making this big grand play, so to speak, with the bright light. And the telepathic message, oh, it's just the... They lied to us. They lied to us. It's funny, you know. I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke. That's how we took it. You know, we were laughing at it because it was absurd. But, I've, I've, you know, after investigating this phenomenon for the years I've been doing it and all these cases that I've closed, I believe that there's an intentional... It's almost like a signature of our visitors is that there's always some absurd thing that they put in there you know it's like the the no what's that one case that happened i think wisconsin and back in the early 60s where the farmer saw the ufo come down and the ufo knots ask him for a pitcher of water from the well and he brings it to him and they cook pancakes for him for god's sake and they weren't even good pancakes they were like these terrible buckwheat pancakes that were barely palatable i mean and and this was one of heineck's favorite cases uh i mean jail and heineck uh you know i mean the guy started out as a pure skeptic but the 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 witness himself he was so convincing and and it was so and he passed lie detector test after lie detector test so he believed that this happened to himself you know well, they actually they actually had I guess one of the Air Force yes. had one of the pancakes and yeah. it was on display for a while apparently in the uh, cafeteria uh, there at uh, Wright Patterson Base in Dayton. Oh God, I love that! I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my God! I wonder why someone hasn't gone to business selling official space people pancakes or ET oh, yeah, pancakes. Let's, let's open it up. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I can. I know some good people that can. You know, put up a website, and we'll we'll figure out the recipe. I mean, apparently, I mean, it was just the the stale buckwheat pancake. You know, <laughs> flying saucer people aren't very good cooks. I guess not. I'm a good cook, and I'm a flying saucer person. I imagine. You know, I mean, if there's a flying saucer person, I imagine I'm it. I would certainly, though, spruce up the recipe. You know, I do taste testing and make sure you don't have a few extra additives or flavorings in there. Maybe make it taste better than E.T. intended. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that Anthony Bourdain would have given them a good review. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, but, 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 you know. Intentional absurdity. Uh, a lot of cases are like that, uh, you know. And, and some people see that as unfortunate. For me, it's like this tagline. It's a signature. I mean, I have one case where this woman was, when she was a little girl, uh, she had a fatal lung disease, and she and her brother. There was a flying saucer landing in the middle of this forest where they lived. Their father was a, a park ranger. And these orbs appeared after the landing that they saw. And they were like the usual orbs just kind of moving around. And then they would come up to the window and they became happy faces. Like, have a nice day, you know, from the 1970s. Like the yellow happy face with a little smile and the two eyes. Um, and, and, but this woman was healed from this this disorder. Uh, the, the second night this happened, the the the, the spherical, you know, Buffon doesn't like the word orb because it's used in you know like 
you know, paranormal and stuff. They love to try to be scientific about this. And so I try not to use the word orb, but it was an orb, okay, about the size of a, like a beach ball. And it came up to the window, and the last thing she remembered was was the two black eyes and the the useless slit of a mouth and the infantile nose looking right at her. She wakes up the next morning with a scab over half her face, and Mom had to use hot compresses to get it off of her. And we'll get into they, more of these strange conditions. That doesn't sound very pleasant. With her, with her old Jean and Tim, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. This is an urgent warning. America is heading for another major financial disaster at an alarming rate. We could see stock prices fall as much as 50%, but this time the crash could be more violent and come faster than you ever imagined. We are Advantage Gold, America's most trusted precious metals company, and we are here to sound the alarm that winter is coming for investors. And now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and request our free gold and silver survival kit today. Mention that you heard us on the radio and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver coins. The number is 800-900-8000. Call now to get your free survival kit and see if you qualify for $1,000 in free silver today. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay. A scab over half her face. Welcome to the Paracast. Um, (laughs) So it was over half her face. Warm compresses. And they're all horrified, you know. At this point, you know, it's like this horror story. And mom suddenly realizes that her lungs, the the little girl's lungs, are perfectly clear for the first time in her life. Uh, You know, and they they took her to the doctor. I mean, she she got well. She was healed by, by our visitors. 
I mean, if they're here to invade us, that's that's not really what you do, you know, to to your enemy. (laughs) Right. But maybe lull them into a false sense of security. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, they they didn't have any other experiences after that. That was all all she wrote. That was it. It was almost like the staging area to show something, and they did this miracle more or less. And and uh, now she's you know a few years younger than I am, lived a normal life, and she decided to finally tell her story. I spoke with the mom, who's now ninety years old, doesn't want to talk about it. She says it scares me. I don't want to talk about it, but my daughter is true, and what she's telling you is true. It scared the hell out of me, and I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Uh, the brother would talk about it, and, and it changed her life. She didn't become a UFO investigator. She she just, for, you know, intentionally forgot about it all these years. And then, you know, you know how it's been recently. I mean, suddenly it's okay to talk about your UFO story. Things have changed since 2017 when the Tic Tac story came out on the cover of the New York Times uh, front page. And, and so... You know, she finally felt at liberty to tell this crazy story, and, and, and it's a beautiful one. I mean, I know other people that can't get past the speed bump of, of having a, a visitor being abducted. For some people, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm being kidnapped and, and they're evil. You know, it's against my will that they're doing this. You know, you have to have compassion. You have to have acceptance for how people deal with this thing. Uh, for everybody, it's not the same. Yeah. On the other hand, I know this this German man who's, you know, he's, he's an older, you know, he's up there. And uh, the little gray guys kept putting these implants in his foot. And he would go back to the surgeon and he kept having them removed. And they would come back and they would put them back in over and over like six, seven different times. And he has a little collection of implants. They look like, you know, like a semi-dissolved caplet like a Tylenol caplet, you know, uh, silver. He said that they, they dissected one and it had like little capsule-shaped uh, areas inside of itself, um, kind of a proverbial alien implant. For him, it was this invasion. And, it, you know, he said, well, he started sleeping with a gun. He was hoping that, you know, one of these times they wouldn't quite paralyze him fast enough and you'd be able to get a shot off at him. <laughs> you know, I t- he lived in an apartment complex. I said, you're liable to shoot your neighbor or you're going to start an interstellar war. Maybe maybe not the best idea, sir, you know. So people, you know, they have different experiences. They run the gamut out there. I know people that feel like their their ETs are their space family and other people that are just, you know, they're horrified by it and they wish that they could, you know, strangle these little guys. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, they look frail. When you see them with your own eyes, I, I thought this, you know, it was frustrating. I, I could have, like, kicked at them and pushed them away easily. They, they were like little you know, four-year-old children, you know, as far as their height went, and they looked frail. But you can't do anything about it because you're paralyzed. You know, you're sort of at their mercy. Well, like the uh, healing story, 
It makes it a lot more compelling, doesn't it, when you have other witnesses besides just the one person who says that, oh, yeah, these uh, smiley faces came yeah. to my window and, and, and healed me. But, no, you've got the mother and the brother who are really do- don't want to talk about it. Yes. And that, that gives it an even more interesting spin. Because, you know, if you had the entire family out there, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, and here we've got samples. And, you know, I mean, just all of them laughing and agreeing. But, but stories like that just really stand out, don't they? We, we look for cases where they're, that are multi-witness cases. So those are the best ones. For myself, thank God, my wife remembers what she remembers. I mean, after it happened, her memory was was wiped as far as, you know, the creatures that she met. But she still does remember our room flooding with this blue light that didn't have a source. Thank God. Thank God she remembers that. Because otherwise, I think she would think I was making it all up, you know. But she remembers that, so... But, uh, you know, I, I, in, in MUFON ZRT, it's different than a usual MUFON case, right? You get a UFO case, I'm going to try to debunk that case to the best of my ability, uh, not out of meanness, but just because, you know, we, we're very picky at MUFON. Um, we're supposed to be, I mean, you can't really use a scientific method, per se, because you can't repeat an experiment. But you can look for markers in common from case to case to case. And that's that's the kind of thing that we do, is we look for those markers. When you have a multi-witness case, that that right there is, is your gold mine. That That's the best, you know. Because you're hearing the same experience from different points of view. Um, and it will be different for people. You know, there are going to be little slight differences. As, as we know, you know, um, witness testimony is what it is. But, uh, you know, people are sentenced to prison sentences uh, for, for witness testimony. Uh, it's acceptable in court. Uh, I believe it's acceptable in ufology. Um, and when you have a, a whole family that's telling the same story, uh, you, you, it, it raises your eyebrow, and, and you have to take that very seriously. Either that, or the military cases, or the cases that that are you know where you have a, a police officer come in and tell you about a contact episode that they had. Um, th- those are are wonderful uh, because you know, I mean, these are respected people. They're not liars. They don't have anything to gain and everything to lose. Pilots. That's the other one. Commercial pilots. People have been grounded for telling their UFO stories, uh, and uh, most pilots have them. What do you think right now about the uh, the interest from the military government, or you know, the, the 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 military and the government about UFOs? But they're only wanting um, accounts from military. You know, they're they're not interested mm-hmm. in the civilian accounts right now. Yeah. Well. It's like I was saying, you know, you 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 have more respect for somebody that puts their life on their on on the line for their country. Um, you know, it's dangerous being a police officer. It's dangerous being in the military. Um, these are serious people, and they they really don't have a reason to make up crazy stories. Uh, you know, Kevin Day. When he went public about the Tic Tac incident on, uh, you know, uh, with the Nimitz and and his ship that that were involved, um, that that was very 
very difficult for him. You know, he was kind of thinking of being a careerist in the Navy. And, and uh, you know, you have to listen to those accounts. They, they, they have an extra bit of weight to them, don't they? How many others are out there, do you think, who have had the same kind of experiences but will never tell anyone? Oh, I think I think it's it's a huge number. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ridicule factor and the giggle, you know, they're the you know, I mean, when I first went into this, uh, if you did radio or something, they they would unequivocally they would play the X Files theme, and there'd be eye rolls and stuff, and they 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 would be nice while you're on camera, but they you know they they uh, it's it's changed. Let's do our break here. I'm going to give you a chance to say the closing, the Paracast. We've got Gene, Earl, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extendovite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extendovite was just what I needed to keep me healthy and Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick, and you can be like me. Just by calling 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. 
As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, ShopSuperTea.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Do I get residuals for that? (laughs) Well, you see, if the studios ban AI, we can talk about (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> Lord have mercy. Rob <laughs> will turn you into AI. Oh, but, you see, but you see what's going to happen there. It's not going to be just a duplicate of you. It's going to be you. Well, will I experience that myself, though? Or it will be another Earl that's, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that plays out. Well, you know, whatever. Not much I can do about it, is there? <laughs> Getting into the military sightings and everything. I know they're always trying to minimize that by focusing just on military sightings. Civilian sightings, forget about. Mm -hmm. Officers, forget about it. Sightings before 2004, what are they? (laughs) Well, they changed the, the name to UAP. And this was originally called Flying Saucers, Kenneth Arnold, 1947, right? The flying saucer came into, you know, the lingua franca, and that was the the way that we described them. Officialdom got in there, and they wanted to quick, you know, switch the terminology. They wanted to be, you know, they wanted the narrative. So they called them UFOs. And I'm fine with UFOs, unidentified flying objects. That's a great, you know, I, uh, that's what I call them. I, I really don't call them UAP unless I'm forced to, because that's a rebranding. Uh, they want to pretend like this is something new that they never knew about before, that they had no idea was was out there. And suddenly, boom, it's this new thing that started up in 2004. And we all know that's a bunch of bunk. We're going to debunk the debunkers, right? <laughs> we, we know better. When you bring this up, we think about what about this alleged whistleblower, David Grush? Hmm. 
I I wish him luck. I hope he's successful. Um, boy, he's he's really opening up Pandora's box. I think there are people that are not happy about it. Uh, they they're certainly digging their heels and 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 trying to push back. Um, from what I hear. There's a great rift in officialdom that half want to tell the public at least that we're not alone, that UFOs are real, and uh, that the people that see them aren't crazy. And the other half, they just want it to go away, like they always wanted it to go away. It's it's a, a burden, it's a burr, you know, and in their trousers, and uh, they they uh, are very uncomfortable with it because how do you tell the public? That there's something out there that we can't protect you from. That there's nothing we can do about it. That you know they're going Mach 18. You know, 18 times the speed of sound without causing a sonic boom, which is impossible scientifically. But yet this is happening. Uh, they're doing 90 degree turns at that speed without turning into a fireball. Uh, and and they're under intelligent control, and they're playing cat and mouse with the, our highest technology that we have shown the public that we have. When you bring this up, I just saw a story here, and this is going to be interesting, guys. Ex-Air Force UFO whistleblower refuses to cooperate with Pentagon. Subtitle, David Grush has turned down at least four or five invitations over the past eight months to share what he knows. And then I'll give you part of the story here. The former Air Force intelligence officer who claims the U.S. military is covering the evidence of extraterrestrial life has repeatedly refused to cooperate with the Defense Department agency that's investigating UFOs, its director said. Retired Major David Grush, who delivered bombshell testimony to a House subcommittee in July, quote, has not come to see us and provide information, end quote, Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, told reporters on Tuesday. Now, I'm concerned about that, and there's no mention of any response from Grush as to why he would not cooperate. Well, I don't know that I blame him. Uh, you know, he he was risking his very life being a whistleblower in the first place. I mean, there are people in the past that, you know, bad things have happened to them um, historically and, uh, and contemporaneously as well. Uh, so, and and he's been, you know, Kirkpatrick, from what I've heard from Robert Solis and from uh, David Shindley, those were the two guys that were the commanders of ICBM bases where they were hovered over by UFOs and 10 ICBMs were taken offline. Uh, it wasn't done by an electromagnetic pulse because their radios were working, their computer systems were working, the oxygen was still working. All systems were go in the capsules where they were at underground, you know, in the missile silos. Uh, but the missiles themselves in, in their guts and the computerized area of guidance systems and everything else, they were turned off. And they weren't easily turned back on. Uh, it wasn't something that they could just go and, and fix some glitch. Uh, something happened to those missiles. Uh, 
And they went and they told their story. I believe it was May 9th that they went in, and they went in on February 1st, and then they went in on in, in May uh, for a second session with, with, uh, with uh, Arrow. And uh, what I was told is, is that they didn't take notes, they didn't record things, that they just treated it almost like yawn. And we certainly haven't heard about it from them. And I, it causes me to wonder if it's just, you know, Project Grudge all over again. You know, it's like the same old, same old uh, Project Blue Book. That whole thing was done to tell the public, ah, oh, don't worry. It's not a national security threat. They treated it like it was some light thing. Um, but yet there were 170 cases in Project Blue Book, or maybe it was, was it 720 cases? I, I forget. I'd have to look up the numbers. But, I mean, there were, there were a number of cases that they could not explain where the witnesses were just perfect. Uh, all the evidence was there. Would have held up in a court of law if it was anything else. And uh, they they just treated it like, you know, eye rolls and giggles, and and it's nothing, folks, uh, nothing to see here. Uh, So I don't know that I blame Grush with with his attitude about Arrow. Um, I'm I'm very disappointed with with the way it's gone. Now, you know, I'm I'm very good friends with Stephen Bassett. In fact, I'm working with him uh, right now in this group that we have, uh, the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance. And uh, he believes that that things are going to change, that disclosure is going to happen. Uh, the sources that he has uh, say that 2000, 2024 is the year of disclosure. Before we go on, we're going to break in a moment. But before we go on, I should point out that Stephen Bassett, who's been the guest on the Powercast a number of times, has been saying the same thing, you know, next year, next year, next year. And he may be right, basically, in what he says and what he wants to achieve, but he's beginning to sound like crying wolf too often. We've got more with Earl, Gene, and Tim. You're in. Deep cast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity.
USA News Update. Pro-Palestinian protesters shook a White House fence and vandalized it last night, spraying red paint and chanting vulgarities at President Joe Biden. The Secret Service was able to control the situation and no arrests were made. Israeli warplanes launching airstrikes along the Lebanese border yesterday, while the militant group Hezbollah attacked several Israeli army posts. The death toll has risen to at least 157 people following an earthquake Friday night in Nepal. The U.S. Geological Survey said a 5.6 magnitude quake shook the northwestern part of the country just before midnight local time. Daylight savings time is here. Make sure you adjust your clocks accordingly. Fall back, meaning you need to turn your clock back by one hour starting this morning. Corey Myers, USA News. It's obvious. The unthinkable is happening. With all the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming. But a few did. Their guts told them something very wrong was going on. And now the headlines are proving them right. The people in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. Folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Anyway, I want to go back to David Grush before he mentioned Stephen Bassett again. And sure. that is, I think Grush doesn't do himself well to refuse the chance to go in there and talk to these people. I mean, he could say it didn't work out, they wouldn't listen to me, but right now his credibility is shot. If he comes on there, testifies to all this, well, they have reverse engineered UFOs and all this other stuff, and they've got the crashed saucer there. But of course, it's not him. It's what people have told him, I guess. If he's not going to provide any evidence of what he says, what good is it? It just makes him look less credible. Oh, he's another nut talking about flying saucers. 
Who cares? It really doesn't do well from optics to come up with a story from the head of Arrow to say, hey, he's not coming in here to talk to us. Well, it's still early in the story. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm still holding out some hope for it. You know, I'm not sure what to say about where where Grush is on, on these things at this point. You know, was he being truthful about what he said? I believe that he was. You know, I, those stories are out there. I mean, we've all heard them. I, I know people that are, you know, that work in aerospace and Lockheed, et cetera. And, uh, you know, when you're off the record, they'll they'll sometimes tell you a little bit more. And, you know, I've been told that, you know, there are their UFOs and then there are our UFOs. And, you know, I've had somebody hint about the triangles that maybe those were coming out of, you know, Plant 42 over here in Palmdale or maybe in, in, in Texas. Uh, you know, I've spoken with a few, you know, one guy's got 90 engineers working under him and he told me that... Uh, that you're right, Earl. That the, those are ours, uh, and and we, the technology isn't ours. Um, I don't know. We I guess we have to wait and see. This is what I do know: is I, I know what my mom told me when I was five years old, and what she said is is that they will never ever tell us, and she was emphatic about that. You know, I do know my mom's background. I, you know, it it, it holds up all these years later. I, I had uh, one DOD source tell me that he'd read my mom's file. It's like, oh, my mom's got a file. That's news to me. And he said, yes. And, uh, you know, you're actually in the file. You know, when you went and gave a lecture when you were a little kid at school. Yeah, it's like he didn't have any way to know that. I wasn't really telling that story out there. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that this is that there, there's maybe something disturbing in the story. Uh, my mom mentioned that it might harm, you know, major religions that that uh, and, and we've all, you know, a lot of us have, have read Richard Dolan's. Uh, oh, what was uh, he wrote the book A.D. about after disclosure with uh, the one reporter. I can't say his name right now. Bryce, yeah, Sable, yeah, like yes, book, Bryce Sable, yes. yeah, friend of the and show, I, yes, good book, good book, and I, you know, it's a, a very knowledgeable book and smart, you know, and um, they have everything to lose by going public. They have everything to lose in disclosure. If they disclose, they have to tell their enemies. You know, you're more or less telling the Russians, the Chinese, and Iran, and every other, you know, foreign national that, uh, yeah, this is true, and this technology is out there. But why assume that we'd be the only country to know any of this? Obviously, if Russia knew, they they'd all be working know. on it. As you say, Canada why knows, assume it's one they, country? Yeah. I, I don't know. For so long, I think that, ha- you know, habits, they're hard to break. This is the way it's been done since, you know, the 1940s at least. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of fear about the change that this could cause out there. But, you know, I, I'm I holding out hope. I, I think that they need to at least let us know that we're not alone and that, you know, it would be good, I think, for humanity just for us to know that other societies have gone through technological development like we have and they've survived, survived it. That assumes 
That assumes, though, that we're really dealing with E.T. And not Mm -hmm. interdimensional beings, not with time travelers in the future, not with a collective unconscious. That's assuming a specific response or answer to what UFOs are. It's on the table, certainly. I still consider them ETs. I mean, you know, if it's interdimensional, uh, that's still not from here. So that's still extraterrestrial. So as far as, you know, if if it's a dimensional phenomenon, I I tend to lean that way myself. It gets rid of things like Fermi's paradox and other stuff. Um, That's still ET. It's not us. It's not humanity as we know it. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that, really, and um, yeah, it's just kind of the way I <laughs> the way I roll, anyway. Everybody In terms does. of MUFA itself, the real question I'm going to ask you about that is: Is MUFA taking the approach that they want to investigate and find out what's going on, or do they accept it's ET and are just really seeking to evangelize it? Um, MUFON, there's, you know, MUFON is a big tent. It's almost a clearinghouse of, of phenomenology. Um, the, the only thing, the only creed that we really have is our mission statement, which is the scientific study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity. And you'll find people of every stripe in MUFON. You'll find people in MUFON that think that they're demons, you know, and I, I, I don't like that, uh, that, branch but it's there you know and uh and i i kind of i I push for that and move on that people are more open-minded about about where and what exactly it is that we're dealing with you know Uh, i mean i do tend to fall kind of in jock valet's camp where you know we we see the evidence we have the same stories that go back to you know to the very beginnings of history and uh, right now it appears to us as this technological thing. But at other points, uh, you know, I know the Rand Corporation, they used to hand out a little flyer to new employees. And they would mention like the v- sightings of the Virgin and, and stuff like that. And it kind of equated that with the UFO phenomenon. And, and what they were saying between the lines is it's not a new phenomenon. that This has been going on for a long time. Um, is, are they extraterrestrials? Uh, you know, again, quoting Jock, he said, if I find out it's just, you know, astronauts from another planet, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> okay. That's pretty, pretty cool if they're astronauts from another planet. But, uh, I think that perhaps it's a, a few things going on. Uh, maybe it's us from the future, and maybe it's dimensional, and maybe some of it is uh, interstellar. Um, you know, what about like collective you, oh. unconscious? What about the fact that we are collectively <laughs> using cultural archetypes generating what we see? Ah, you're talking to my my friend, my dear friend Greg Bishop. He he calls it co-creation. That yes, his feeling is is that it's another that it's an other, okay, another intelligence, but between us and this other intelligence that we manifest UFOs and, and the phenomenon, and he could be he could be correct, you know, he could be correct. 
I mean, you have the airship sightings of the 1800s. Uh, you, you've got, uh, you know, Christopher Columbus being followed by a star all the way to the New World, you know. Um, I don't go as far as Giorgio does, you know, in ancient aliens. I, I don't know that they built pyramids and stuff like that. But the pyramids certainly may have been inspired by something that people saw in the sky and something that uh, I think humans are capable of doing great things when they're inspired to do so. We are going to have more inspiration in our next segment with Earl, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. This is an urgent warning. America is heading for another major financial disaster at an alarming rate. We could see stock prices fall as much as 50%, but this time the crash could be more violent and come faster than you ever imagined. We are Advantage Gold, America's most trusted precious metals company, and we are here to sound the alarm that winter is coming for investors. And now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and request our free gold and silver survival kit today. Mention that you heard us on the radio and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver coins. The number is 800-900-8000. Call now to get your free survival kit and see if you qualify for $1,000 in free silver today. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 
and have a great time getting there. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your air. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Return with us now to those thrilling days where Earl Grey was talking about the theories of co-creation from Greg Bishop. Proceed, please. Oh, well, I, I thought I already kind of talked about it well his his feeling is is that ufos and and phenomenology in general is is uh us interacting with this other intelligence and that between the two intelligences we're somehow or another able to manifest these ufo sightings and experiences uh, that it is anomalous, that it is coming from another world, but uh, he tends to be uh, an interdimensionalist as well. He leans that way a lot. I, I love Greg. I mean, he, he, as far as a fun person to talk to, that's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> you know, we'll go out and get sushi and have a couple beers and talk about this stuff, you know, till the sun goes down. So, but that is his uh, that that is his theory that there's this thing called co-creation, and uh, I don't see any reason why that uh, it it, it kind of matches, you know, the the phenomena as we know it. So, could be, you know. I am not like dead set on this being an interstellar phenomenon. It, it may be collective consciousness, as you were saying. What if it's AI? I mean, maybe this is from the future, and this is what we we eventually become. And the, this higher form of humanity is is kind of trying to save itself. You know, <laughs> uh, it's it's that bootstrap thing. I, I don't know. You know. Uh, anybody that says that they do know, um, either they're deluded or they're lying to you, I think, you know. Uh, I, I'm not absolutely sure where UFOs and where our visitors are coming from. I know where they say they come from, you know. But uh, my wife and I, as I told you before earlier on in your episode here, I mean, we were intentionally lied to. It was funny. We laughed at it. You, you get a telepathic message where they're telling you that it was the neighbor's porch light. It's like, well, no, 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 that's not the porch light. It's actually quite hilarious that you said that, but uh, no, we know we know better than that. And that's all they said. You know, there was no other information given. I did have a couple of the UFO sightings after that, though. I had never seen a UFO before. I saw a UFO after I after we had our experience. 
and they seemed like teachable moments. One, I was really close, you know, maybe 40 feet away from a UFO. I didn't do anything that I had been trained to do. I've been trained to, you know, you stop your car for God's sake. You, you, you call MUFON. You'd get star team members out there. You call up newspapers and and media. There, there's a UFO hovering over a school here. Uh, I didn't do any of that. Uh, again, I felt, uh, and I was driving, and this was not at night. This was, uh, I was on my way to work to my nursing job. And uh, I was driving here in Winnetka, California, where I live. I'm a valley boy nowadays. And uh, this V-shaped, boxy-looking UFO is hovering over this uh, school, like a prep school. Uh, You know, when I was far away from it, First thing I thought was, what an ugly UFO, and how did somebody hoax this? It must, it's got to be a hoax. The students must have done this. I'm looking for cables. I'm looking for, you know, maybe they hunt it, you know, from telephone poles. Uh-uh, you know. It was just, and the closer I got to it, it was just massive tonnage, very boxy looking, not pretty, no, no lights. It looked like a bunch of shipping crates that somebody had put together into a V-shape, and and, uh, somehow or another it was evading the laws of gravity. Once I got close enough to where I could see detail, I wasn't doing the things that I was trained to do. I wasn't thinking properly. The most important thing in the world was to not be late to work. And don't tell anybody I didn't I didn't particularly like that job. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite nursing job. Uh, I was usually looking for reasons to be late to work, but uh, no, no, that you know the most important thing. And I drove right past this miracle. Everything that happened to us when we were in our room, when we had our visit, happened while I was driving past this thing. You couldn't hear external sounds. Time seemed strange. I I felt very calm, and I drove right past a miracle or the smoking gun video or photo. You know, I, I would have had it. And I'm like three miles out from it, almost to the freeway here. And then I came to my senses. I pulled my car over. I got out. Of course, it was no longer there. And I'm I'm like face palming. Uh, but, you know, I feel like it was a teachable moment. What I was being told was, no, we're not going to show you a pretty or, or you know, futuristic looking UFO. Um, we're going to show you something impossible. You're not going to do anything you were trained to do. Just... Uh, to let you know you're not in control of this phenomenon and you're going to drive past a miracle and three miles out from it you're going to realize and you know it was a teachable moment it was almost buddhist you know it was very you know humbling experience and i didn't even put in a ufo report on it because i was so damned uh, embarrassed by how i reacted but that was my ufo sighting it was very, very weird, very strange, and uh, and I've heard from other people that have had close encounters that time becomes weird, sounds become quiet. You know, something psychological happens to you when you are having a, a you know a, a close encounter. I think of any kind, and uh, it seems like a teachable thing that they were trying to show me something. That's that's the way that I interpret it anyway. Well, how many times have you heard that same story from other people? I had a camera, but I just didn't even think about uh, using it, things like that. Yeah, people, if they're close up to a UFO, they don't get a photo, they don't get a video. They, they just don't. I see lots of distant, fuzzy photos of UFOs. 
befriend in Gettysburg who got a close-up shot of what looks like the Kenneth Arnold UFO recently. Not a UFO person, but she she knows me from the music world. She sent me this photo. EXIF data is all perfect, perfect UFO photo. But she was far enough away from it that they weren't controlling her psychologically, I believe. That kind of solves it. <laughs> you, you, never, <laughs> you never know what to expect with UFOs, and sometimes you think maybe they're either moving you in a certain direction or mirroring what you expect to happen. Earl Gray, we're going to have you back with After the Paracast for more discussion, especially the Hollywood Disclosure Alliance. But right now, for those who want to know more about the work you do, where can they check you out? You can go to SoCalMUFON.com. That's the website for Southern California MUFON. Or go to MUFON.com. If anything that I've talked about sounds familiar to you, if you've had a a UFO sighting or you've had contact with beings, go to MUFON.com. Two buttons there you can push, report a UFO or report an encounter with a being. Uh, If you click one or the other or both, it'll take you where you need to go. And somebody like me will uh, take you very seriously. It will listen to your story and you'll be part of UFO history. Quick question. Do you ever expect it to be solved? (laughs) I don't know. Is it something that's solvable? I mean, it seems like it's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. I I think that we may figure out where it's coming from, but I don't know that we'll ever solve it. I I think that it's... uh, it's like God. <laughs> Maybe it is God. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it's completely solvable. But I think that it can be disclosed. I think that people should know that we're not alone, uh, that we are being interacted by some other intelligence. I think that humanity in general deserves that knowledge. Okay. You can find more knowledge about what we do. If you check us out on Threads X, formerly Twitter, I keep saying that, and Facebook, look for the Paracast. You can also get branded merchandise at theparacast.shop or theparacast.store. We have four logos to choose from. We offer four different logos to choose from when you choose your branded merchandise, theparacast.shop and theparacast.store. We also offer a special streaming package, theparacast.plus. The Paracast Plus offers this show free of the network ads and better audio. We also give you the After the Paracast podcast where you never know what to expect. And it's not regulated by the FCC. So make your own decisions. Check out the Paracast.plus. And we've recently lowered our prices for the service. So you want to look at that. Earl Gray Anderson, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. Thank <laughs> you.